Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Hero and Harlow podcast. I'm Teach Hero. And I'm Wyatt. And today we're going to talk about some of the greatest weapons in video game history. Some of the greatest? Oops. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, bro. <laughs> so what Wyatt and I did is we went through some of the greatest games in history and tried to find some of the coolest weapons, whether they're used by the main character, side characters, whatever. And it's what we think is the greatest. So don't give me your line of shit of firepower from Mario, because that's <laughs> that's some rookie stuff, okay? And that's not even a weapon, that's a power-up, right? I don't know, some people might think it's a, it's a weapon, the fire, it's fire. The fire Maybe. So yeah, we went through and we chose some of the best weapons in video games. And like Wyatt was just saying, this is our own list. It's our own choices. So you might find stuff that you know. You might find stuff that you've never even heard of. And I don't know. There's nothing from like Fortnite on here. So fucking... <laughs> or Minecraft or the anything Minecraft that's popular. Chipping thing. Axe. <laughs> <laughs> the pickaxe. The pickaxe. That's the one. The pickaxe. <laughs> Pickaxe. People are already like <laughs> clicking off the video now. <laughs> Turning off the podcast. They don't got Fortnite or Minecraft. But I grew uh, up with Minecraft. It's like, Jesus. It's like... Uh, it's like you still engage in, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Alright, so what a great intro that we have this time. Oh, and actually, before we get started, we are going to do five choices each on the main podcast. And then if you're interested in hearing two additional choices... Wyatt and I will, but we'll both have two extra choices that we will put on the Patreon in the $2 tier. So if you join for $2, you will get an extra mini version extension podcast. $2? That's a cup of coffee. That is a cup of coffee. That's like one morning. Oh my God. And imagine if you got a cup of coffee and listened to this, you'd be able to listen to an extra like half hour of content for the price of a cup of coffee? Jesus. And... You got the last one too. So oh that's, you got a cup of coffee for two. So you get, you join the $2 Patreon, $2 a month, and then you'll get all the extra podcasts? Wyatt, that sounds too good to be true. No, people need that mocha frappe, 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 <laughs> whatever they call these days, the unicorn frap from, from Starbucks. Is that even a thing anymore? See, and that's like six bucks. So come on. Come on. The frappe. The frappe. The, Let's the, go. The frappe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to get started with my first choice. And, oh, yeah. And don't don't shit on us if we mispronounce things because we've got that. Frappe. We've got that American education right there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my first choice is from Chrono Trigger on the Super Nintendo, and it oh, is shit, bro. the Masamune. Business is picking up, bro. Yes, so this is Frog's strongest weapon in the game. It's his sword. It's an awesome sword. Frog is a cool character in that game. I always really liked Frog a lot. And he has an awesome theme song, which I'm probably going to be playing before, so... 
those of you that are listening to this already heard it before I gave my choice because spoiler alert, anti-spoiler for the future. Spoilers, bro. So um, some of the things I really liked about it was um, it it really completed Frog's arc, I guess, and the connection with Magus. So I really like that in order to get it at full power, you have to get both parts of it in the game to make it whole, which was a really cool quest, I thought. And one of my favorite like little quirks about it is that when you fully upgrade it, if Magus is in your party, he like hides from it. He hides from the light when it gleams. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, and one of my favorite things about about Chrono Trigger too is obviously like I'm a big fan of uh, of Dragon Ball, and it's Akira Toriyama did the art for Chrono Trigger and and Dragon Quest too. But like for Chrono Trigger especially, they released those. Uh, like mini like kind of anime clips I guess from the game and one of my favorite ones is when Frog like pulls out the Masamune and splits the mountain in half I just thought that was such a badass scene dude that's just a great pick Frog Frog's one of my favorites in that game and that's definitely one of the best weapons to have with um you know Frog's catchphrase is don't be such a bitch (laughs) especially with that sword he ain't gonna he ain't gonna lose such a good game. I need to replay it. That is a great game. So, so many different like ways to play it too. So many different endings. So many different endings and new game yeah. plus to get a different ending. Yeah, it's, that game is really great. And I know some people like the people that know it speak very highly of it. But it's like I feel like more people need to be talking about how great Chrono Trigger is because it's super we need solid. A, we need a Chrono Trigger uh, remake like they did Final Fantasy. Oh, like with with uh, modern graphics and stuff. With modern graphics and that would be really interesting. I wonder how they would do it, like moving it from like a two D to a three D. That would be interesting. Yeah. But man, like what a great game! They won't do it. Probably not. But definitely one of my favorite RPGs. Like I'm not even an RPG guy. I can probably like. There's a few that I really like. Like, the few RPGs that I really like are some of my favorite games in general and chrono trigger is definitely up there i mean the soundtrack the gameplay the artwork so good and like the replayability is huge with it like like we said before all of the different endings so it really like rewards you for going back and think about thinking about what you do in it uh that sword is a great choice and if you have not played chrono trigger you definitely should yeah i need to sit down see i've been like kind of putting it aside to do a video on it because it's so daunting because of all the different endings. Yeah, there's like 13 or 14 different endings, but then there's like sub-endings in each one. Yeah. So you're actually like playing the game like 20 plus times just to get these different sub-endings. Yeah, and it's not like a quickie game either. Like the game takes some time to get through. So those those Super oh, Nintendo RPGs. Probably the best uh, time of RPGs. I would, I would agree with you there. I think that some of the the peak RPGs came out there. You got Chrono Trigger, Earthbound, Super Mario RPG, Final Fantasy 3. Yeah, and RP- Super Mario RPG and Chrono Trigger came out like six months apart from each other. Yeah, super late oh. SNES games, too. It's Just crazy. utilized the entire power of the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I always really liked that, like the games that came out at the end of a console's lifespan that like pushed the limits. Because there's some really great NES games that are like that, too. 
but we should definitely talk about that at some point because I would I would like to talk about that. All right, why do you want to do your next choice or your first choice? I guess. Uh, yeah, my first choice. I mean. Not much to say, it's just uh, reminiscing on the past in um, old uh, 1999 and early 2000s, even nowadays in our tournament. Um, I'm My weapon is uh, the Golden Gun from GoldenEye. Oh, man. And what a, what a weapon. Like It's a high-risk, high-reward type of weapon. Uh, it insta-kills, but you only have one shot before it has to reload, so if you miss... You're fucked. Oh my god! And it's just—it's just an iconic weapon from the James Bond films, and um, you know that that this sucker got the golden gun, so you don't want to mess with me when I play. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah, dude, the golden gun rules. And like, I know that I feel like uh, the popularity of Goldeneye kind of goes in waves. Like when people talk about it, it seems like everybody's talking about it. But I feel like it's in that wave right now where not a lot of people are talking about Goldeneye for some reason right now. And it's like, GoldenEye is the shit. Like, it's one of the greatest, actually controversial, but I'm going to say it. It is the greatest movie video game tie-in ever. Period. I can't think of another good one. Like, it is the best one. Because it's one of those games where, like, we've played the shit out of GoldenEye, like, over the years and and like with some of our friends too like we've played the shit out of that game and it's at the point where you can see set pieces in the background of the movie and it's like oh shit we've been there <laughs> you know yeah right like, like it's just super familiar and i can't think of other games that got the set pieces that right like it, it makes you fill in the blanks like when when you see bond like when he meets trevelyan 006 in the very beginning of the movie and he comes down from the like the toilet in like the bathroom stalls it's like oh shit we've been there like we've killed we've each been other there. <laughs> yeah we throw proximities up there oh my god dude <laughs> yeah yeah the golden gun too like unless you're playing license to kill which we normally do but like just that one hit kill and and then the the mode like the man with the golden gun so like you're trying to find the golden gun holy shit and then you have to like if you find the gun but the bullets are never near it so oh you have to like God. run you have to run around the stage trying <laughs> not to get killed to find bullets for the golden gun <laughs> doesn't it only hold like two like it, it holds like no, it it holds one at a time and then you have to reload so every time you find bullets it's like you get two so like you get one shot and then you have to reload and you get another one and you have to find more bullets for it it just reminds me of, like, all the times we've played, and I just see, like, Baron Samedi with that gold tooth grin <laughs> pointing the fucking golden gun at my face. <laughs> Ting off my ring. <laughs> yeah, so dude. many good times. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, that was a great pick because we could go on for days about GoldenEye. Like, it's... Oh. And this is the 64 and even the Wii one. Like, yeah, they're both the Wii, really yeah. good. I'm glad you said that too, because I know we played the Wii one in the tournament, but um, like we had some fun with that online. Like that had a good online for the couple years it was on the Wii. Yeah, for the Wii had really good online. Yeah, it was like the only game that did, and 
Yeah, we. I mean, we played the shit out of that online. It really sucks that the local multiplayer has the maps closed off. Cause, damn, like. Yeah, and the the local multiplayer had um, different weapons than the online. Yes. Yeah, that was weird. That's what too. that's what threw me off in the tournament. I was looking for my loadout, and then I pull out a rocket launcher. I'm like, shit, <laughs> <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, both both of those games are really good. And while we're on the topic of, of Bond games, um, I'm pretty sure it's Nightfire on the GameCube. Also a really good one that we should play. We should uh, do a couple videos of us playing that one because that game is fucking dope. It's like Goldeneye on the GameCube, which it's the GameCube, so you can't really go wrong. <laughs> it's... Yeah, slightly better graphics. and Yeah, dude, for sure. That was a great A better choice. controller that the analog stick does not die on right i know <laughs> good good point <laughs> <laughs> oh man now i'm like really craving playing goldeneye <laughs> man. Dude, talk about a soundtrack holy shit <laughs> and developed by rare dude well that also explains which, like, why it's a great ass game <laughs> which like rare in the 90s and early 2000s was untouchable seriously so many great games dude so many great games Anything else you want to say about the uh, Golden Gun? Just, I don't got anything else other than this sucker got the Golden Gun. (laughs) My next pick, Jesus, I chose a lot of like the same types of weapons. (laughs) Sports. Uh, so my next pick <laughs> is the the gilded sword from Majora's Mask. Now, I could have gone with the obvious choice of like the Master Sword or the Big Waron Sword or something like that, but uh, I wanted to talk about the Razor Sword. I almost chose the masks, but then I kind of thought that those are more like tools than weapons. I guess you know what I mean. But anyway, yeah. It's, it's like uh, power-ups instead of actual weapons. Sure. So like Mario's fireballs. <laughs> right. <laughs> so in the in the beginning of the game, you start with the, like the Kokiri sword, and then you're able to upgrade it once you do the Snow Peak Temple, and you go to the blacksmiths. Uh, Zabora and Gabora are the blacksmiths in that game. And you can have them upgrade your sword to the Razor Sword, which is the sword that you see on a lot of the promotional work. So it's like the sword that kind of uh, is in two pieces that connect in the middle. So it's kind of like a double blade sword. It's curved. And it's a really cool sword, but you can only use it, like I think it's like 100 times you can hit it on things, but it goes away. It goes back to your Kokiri Sword. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that's like, okay, like that kind of sucks. It's like the fake Big Goron sword in Ocarina of Time. Like, it's not permanent. But if you do the Snow Peak Temple early on in the three day stretch and you do the Goron race, you can get this gold powder. So if you upgrade it to the Razor Sword and then go back to Zabora and Gabora. You can upgrade it again, and if you upgrade it a second time, you get the Gilded Sword, which is like this golden, long sword for Link. 
and it's three times the strength of the Kokiri sword. So it makes killing monsters in that game really easy. And which is funny because it's not even the strongest sword because you get the great fairy sword later. But I always like it always bothered me that you never see this sword in the promotional material or any of the artwork. Like it was always the razor sword. So when I was a kid, like looking at the guidebooks pictures, because the art is some of my favorite. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was never in it. It was always the razor sword or the Kokiri sword. It's like, why isn't the cool ass sword in this in these pictures? But I, I don't know. I wanted to talk about this one because I feel like it's one of the more underrated Zelda swords. Like I, I feel like nobody ever talks about it. And it's I'm pretty sure it's as strong as the Master Sword was in Ocarina of Time. And it looks dope. It's like golden and it's like a gold pattern on it. So I thought it was really cool. Extended reach, unbreakable. You get to keep it through the going back in time. Yeah, see, I... Uh... I, I never finished uh, the Mask of Majora. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I got to where that part is, Great Bay, and that's it. And I never, I was a casual player. So, I mean, I never unlocked all these great swords and stuff, but I've seen you and I've seen you play and you're usually using it and stuff. Isn't this the same sword that you're able to get in Soul Calibur 2 as a power-up weapon? You know, I think it is. It's funny. I, uh, I was working on a Soul Calibur thing earlier today. Um, what's cool about Soul Calibur 2 is that it has a bunch of Link's weapons. Yep. So, like, I know the Great Fairy Sword is in it for sure. Um, I think, I think it is in it. I know the Razor Sword is in it. No, uh, you know what? I don't think it is. And there's the, the Fairy Net. Yeah, the Net is in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know the Big Wuron Sword is in it and the Great Fairy Sword is in it. And the Razor Sword is in it, but I'm pretty sure... Like, that's another thing. The Gilded Sword didn't even get in that game. Like, that game had all sorts of swords in it. Like, it even had, like, the Magic Sword from the original game. Like, and a fucking net, but it didn't have the Gilded Sword? Come on. Come on. People are probably like, what's that? I know how a pitchfork is in Breath of the Wild, and it breaks. Yeah. Oh my god, don't even start. <laughs> That's the second time like you've almost instigated this on the podcast to like incite this rant from me. <laughs> like every time I bring up Zelda, you're like, well, in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Holy shit. I know. It's so controversial for me to talk about these older Zelda games. Like, oh, Teach talking about N64 Zeldas or, uh, again. Those aren't real Zeldas anymore. Or, uh, the 3DO Zelda's a really great port. <laughs> Oh my god. Mask of Majora. The mask. Should we go into the Mask of Majora story for <laughs> That 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 is that is all you, bro. Oh my god. So I was at some like comic book shop or something and I was wearing I have this cool like happy mask sale like happy mask festival shirt and it's got the like some of the masks on it from Majora's mask. And there was this like pretty girl at the checkout, but she was really like really awkward, I guess. And, and this is and this is when the three DS port was released. Like so, everyone was talking about the Mask of Majora. Yeah, it was really popular again. And and like I'm like buying something at the checkout, and she just like looks at me and she's like, "I really like your Mask of Majora shirt." <laughs> I just go like, "Do you mean Majora's Mask?" And she just got so red, and I felt bad, but I'm like, "What the fuck?" 
<laughs> so now I take that as the running joke of dude. Mask of Majora. <laughs> so thank dude, you, whoever that is. Dude, do you want to play some time ocarina with me, Why? <laughs> dude, you know I will, bro. Holy shit. I know. So, yeah, or, um, or another, uh, people call it Mahora's Mask. Ma- it's like, Mahora. What? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Jace fucking an eight. The- Mahora. Mahora's Mask, bro. <laughs> Mahora's mask. <laughs> that just reminds me of Clay being like, like, you, you gotta get the Spanish guitar if you're gonna play Gerudo's Valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mahora. Mahora. <laughs> and that's what I contribute to your story. <sighs> Thanks, man. Holy shit. All right, why would you like to do your... I know, like, whenever you talk about mine, it's never about the weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just go off on these tangents. (laughs) You know? Holy shit. Sometimes sometimes soup is hot, okay? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't got much to say, but if we're talking about gaming's best weapon, I'm going to say Scorpion Spear from Mortal Kombat. Ooh. Like, it's an iconic weapon. It's it's long range for a fighting game. Pulls him in, says, get over here, which is one of the most iconic catchphrases in gaming of all time. And, like, the combo setups in each game is ridiculous to just start to, to end them, kill them with the spear. And then he uses it in his fatalities to, like, hang them or pierce their heart and like show them to the the underworld another world and and just set them on fire and stuff so like scorpion spear if we're talking about gaming's best weapons like that has to be one of the ones that we discuss yeah dude it's uh probably one of the most iconic weapons in mortal Kombat. not that there's a ton but like the with with the most iconic fighter yeah yeah see on in mortal kombat 2 um scorpion's one of the few characters that i do use in the mortal kombat games which is just because i I play mortal kombat mostly casually because i was always more on the street fighter side but he's one of the few characters that i remember how to do the combos with so like i remember the, the teleport but i definitely remember how to throw the spear in the super nintendo versions of the games so it's, yeah, it's like, the same as a uh, Hadouken. That's probably why, isn't it? That's I thought it was probably why. It changes every game. Yeah, I don't remember. I know the newer ones. It's like a Hadouken. And I say I remember, but it's one of those like muscle memory things. Like if I play it, I'll remember. Like if if the SNES controllers in my hand, I got it. Toaster. Toaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, that that spear is iconic too. It's funny too because it's like. I don't even know if I would classify it as a spear itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in a conventional yeah. way. It's more of like like a kunai knife on a fucking chain. <laughs> but it's like which which that's what it, it is. It's a kunai knife on a chain. Yeah. But people Americans aren't going to say kunai on a chain or the kunai. <laughs> so they're just going to say scorpion spear. Like if I say scorpion spear, if I said scorpion's kunai, they'd be like, "What? What's that?" 
unless we got these hardcore like fighting game experts that are like, oh, they actually called it correctly. <laughs> Stupid Americans. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, fighting game experts, bro. The retro gaming expert. Dude, retro gaming experts, bro. Dude, <laughs> Jesus. I know we might have to just do a podcast about like funny fucking memories we have that loosely have to do with video games. (laughs) Stupid memories. Stupid fucking gaming memories. Yeah, uh, Scorpion Spear though, cool shit. Easy to do and effective. Second uh, Mortal Kombat reference on these podcasts. We need to do something different. Get over it. So I don't keep doing Mortal Kombat. It's cool. I just can't wait to get it. Also, I just like binged played like mortal kombat 11 for like three months straight <laughs> yeah that's dope yeah i can't wait to get another uh another notice to have to mute this the fucking mortal kombat songs on our podcast Sub-Zero. yeah so if if anybody listened to youtube you heard you might have had a couple moments of silence because you didn't get to hear the dope ass mortal kombat songs that we put in as transitions i had to mute them but if you go to the website and listen to the full version, or if you go to Apple Podcasts, you'll be able to hear our amazing outro of the song that Wyatt just sang. <laughs> Did I sing it? Yeah, you just went so <laughs> Freezing you, vibrations. <laughs> if you get it, you get it. Dude, that song's a fucking banger. Let's be real. <laughs> Great pick, Wyatt. Oh, thank, thanks, bro. Moving on with my picks that seem to all be goddamn swords. My next choice is the Sword of Kings from Earthbound. Oh, fuck, bro. Another Super Nintendo RPG. The Sword of Kings is Pooh's best weapon in the game. And I recently did a playthrough for footage of Earthbound. And this was one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I had for the footage. And Jesus Christ, I swear I swear to God, I there's like three hours of me just grinding. Yeah, it's the one it's, out of 126 challenge, bro. It's Stonehenge Base. One in 128. It's even worse. 128. Oh, jeez. worse. Yeah, so you're in, you just spend hours grinding in Stonehenge Base, and you can get it from a superstar man. It's dropped by one, but oh my God, dude, like... I was I was hoping that this would just be I was like maybe I'll get lucky and I'll get it in like the third try or something, because you always see like those trolls online that are like I got it right away or I got it twice or something you know what I mean? And yeah, like, I only spent twenty minutes. Yeah, and it's like Jesus Christ. So I I literally spent like fucking three hours of just grinding in Stonehenge Base just trying to to find it, and I finally did. And I got it on film, so now I fucking never have to do that shit again. So, it's done. Like, I don't know if I'll ever want to to do that again, because, like, I mean, it's worth it, I guess. But at that point, it's one of those things where the amount of grinding that you have to do to get it, you're super OP anyway when you leave. So, yeah. 
you then just and then for anyone that's experienced with earthbound you know that the weapons that you have don't really matter as you get to the end game so it's really there just to kill enemies so you don't have to like battle them yeah yeah so it's just equipping the best stats and like the best weapons the best armor so you just don't have to do fights yeah i think the sword of kings too is more of one of those like it's one of those like gaming myths at, at least it used to be like before internet was around it was one of those things that y people would talk about it <laughs> well the few people that would talk about earthbound but like it's one of those, like, playground things. Like, you, you hear, like, oh, I got this crazy sword for poo. And it's like, no, you didn't, you know? But then later on, you find out, like, oh, shit. Like, this is legit. Like, this there's this weapon this actually exists. For poo. For poo. <laughs> I named poo Wyatt in my playthrough. Dude, poo's the man. <laughs> Prince poo. He's a real yeah, rock I, and I know roller. the struggles, because they have the real rock and roll. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do I get you? Oh, you got me, bro. It's like replaying Earthbound. Every time I play Earthbound or pop it, I'm like, man, I'm going to have such a great time. I'm going to do this one out of 128 challenge and just, I never get far. I get to um, winters for the first time. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. It's it <laughs> Buy really the house and on it. <laughs> or like, that's really the only time you play Earthbound once and then you're like, how do I make this game fun? Or how do I make it so like... I'm just hanging out with some friends. Let's do these weird challenges that fans made over. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny how that game was extended with the challenges, like people just trying to find more reasons to keep playing it. It, it really is a great game. And I think, like, the crazy drops are... I don't know. Like, it's cool because it started off, like, mythical. And now it's one of those things that can be kind of like a challenge. Like, oh, I know that this exists for sure. Let's try to find it. So, yeah, but yeah, I probably will never do it again because it didn't really <laughs> like it wasn't really <laughs> worth it, but it, I'll eventually put on the, the SNES again and be like, let's try it. Let's do another round. Yeah, I Winter's like, I'm done. I know. <laughs> I know. Like I say that, like how many times am I going to go through like the same shitty things in games, like the same grinds? Like, dude, I swear to God, it's like that with like, like, gold sculptulas in, in Ocarina of Time and stuff. It's like, how many times am I going to hunt these fucking hundred spiders? Like, I've done it a million times now. Why am I keep doing this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why? It's at this point, it's muscle memory. You just yeah. know. You're like, I know this is there. I need to do it now. Like, I've done it once. Oh my I God. I swear, like, keep doing it. sometimes with, like, the really, like, annoying grinding in games, I get, like, childhood PTSD of the hours that I spent grinding in a game. Mm. And it's like, oh my god, this sucks. Like, why did... or, the, or the best part is having your battery die, watch battery die in the SNES carts, and oh you're just like, god. no! Oh my god, don't even... Start. And you have to redo everything. Jesus. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Man, what a good pick. What a pick. <laughs> Thanks, why? <laughs> I love my Earthbound. Great pick. It's great. So my next pick is the Type 1 Energy Sword from Halo, or also just known as the Energy Sword. Oh, shit. Been in since the very first Halo Combat Evolved, and going to be an infinite later this year, which is super exciting. Um, 
it's pretty much a one-hit kill. It can pierce through energy shields, kills you one hit. One of the best like close-range combat weapons in Halo mm-hmm. or in gaming in general. Um, a lot of great memories with Halo 2, the close quarters um, maps, just ener- energy um, swords and shotguns and just trying to close-range each other, sticky grenades. Oh shit, um, that was fun, yeah. It's 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 one of it's one of the best gaming weapons, one of the most iconic. Like you think Halo, you you definitely think the the energy swords. Yeah, it's funny. I I always thought it was funny how in a shooter the coolest item in the game is the fucking sword. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't going to put the the gravity hammer from 3 in here, but Ooh. I was like, "You know what? The energy sword is more iconic than sure. the the hammer." And I just, I just had to go with the sword. It's quicker. It was really fun wow. to like sneak up behind people and just kill them with the sword too. Just assassinate them and then yeah. teabag their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was coming. Oh, you know, if you're talking to Halo with me, I'll teabag. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, I still think that's the funniest fucking thing. Like the, the fact that in this game people just started squatting over each other. It's like, what are you doing? I'm teabagging. <laughs> What's teabagging? It, what a, it's taking what my time. ball sack and putting it on them. <laughs> and you're master chief in these heavy armor. It's yeah. like you're not whipping your balls out. Come on. Just it's just, it's just oh, fucking shit. hilarious. The the time that we grew up, like teabagging was a funniest thing ever and when you get teabag online you get so pissed you're like oh that guy's dead Dude, oh that's it get motivated. And, <laughs> Dude, and the, the whole like xbox live community it's just awful that and then was... now like you get banned from servers if you teabag someone Dude, like people will boot you from like their groups teabagging it's like what get, happened what changed yeah you can get banned for nothing now and it's like back then was the fucking wild west. Like <laughs> internet was still an infant. Like <laughs> people would call each other and leave voice messages day for days, like every day. They played fucking once and you'd have the same guy harassing you for like a month. It was like bitch, I see you on. Dude, one of the one of my old bosses, he he'd save all his recordings and then when we're working on break, he'd play them. Because he used oh. to be one of the best in like Battlefield and he would get all these death threats like, oh, Fuck you. Fuck your mom. I'll fuck both of you. Fuck all of you. And he's just laughing. He sends them like, please do it. Like, <laughs> just antagonizing them even more just to get super upset. It was just hilarious. That's and now, like, people don't do that because. Dude, it's because PC culture, all those, like, younger siblings are, are the older. Like, all those younger siblings that got bullied on Xbox Live grew up and now they want <laughs> PC culture because <laughs> they got bullied. Dude, that, has to, that has to be it, bro. Cause holy, has to be. Dude, like you needed to have thick skin. Like that's the reason those cyberbullying campaigns were made, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when you went on Xbox Live, like it was free range. Like they would find you. <laughs> you know, it's always like it's always like guys like XX Dark Stalker Nine Two XX. Like <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah. like, everyone had like XXs and underscores. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's like some random like weird person like butt sex or 69 420 <laughs> and you're just like what bro butt sex or 420 
<laughs> yeah, he had like these really like emo names for these very like weird like with the sixty nine four twenty in the like, names. Fucking like the Harlow effect six nine. <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> I'm just gonna send it my job application with this email. <laughs> Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was a wild time back then, dude. Like, you'd get death threats daily. If you, <laughs> they'd find you. And yeah, were, or like, people were resilient. Or if you beat someone, they would just call you a fucking virgin and <laughs> just destroy you. And you're like, wow, I should never play online. But you still did anyways. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was, uh, it was a crazy time. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> It's funny, like, Man, you can I still those go days. on YouTube and find people's, like, Xbox Live recordings. Jesus. Like, people went it's so mean. hard. They went hard. <laughs> Xbox was life, bro. Dude, Jesus. No one played on PlayStation 3. Yeah, PlayStation 3 <laughs> blue. Holy shit. Great pick, Y. Energy sword from Halo. <laughs> I love the tangents. <laughs> you know, like the one person that watches this that's like, I'm really interested in hearing about the weapons and the weapons only. <laughs> and we're just talking about in Halo, you just teabag people. It's because you know that after guy like got assassinating them. <laughs> yeah, that guy got bullied in Halo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, fucking teabagging. All right, I, I so guess yeah, I should... that, 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 that was uh, Halo's energy sword. See what you got. No. Yeah. It was like the cock to the balls of the teabag. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for this to get uh, taken off YouTube. My next pick. Keeping up with the sword theme, apparently, because I'm incredibly shallow with my weapons right now, is the Soul Edge from Soul Calibur. Now, this one doesn't necessarily have to be just a sword, though, because the cool thing about the Soul Edge is that it can adapt to be different weapons depending on who the holder is. So, I always found that in Soul Calibur and Soul Edge, which was the first game... It, it turned into the Soul Calibur series. It was really cool because the antagonist of Soul Calibur is actually the Soul Edge itself. Like, it, it's not like there's a bad guy that's like, oh, I'm the fucking bad guy. No, it, it's the Soul Edge itself. Apparently, it was bathed in blood and hatred. And, like, the soul of Inferno. I think it was... Was it Inferno? Who's the... He pops up in the arcade ending sometimes. You fight him. I think that's number two. That's in two, yeah. But uh, it's bathed in the blood and hatred, and it corrupts whoever holds it. So I always liked that. Like, it just corrupts the, the, the user. And the whole premise of the games are either people trying to wield the Soul Edge themselves or people trying to destroy it. So you get different perspectives and I always really liked that, um, I'm pretty sure Cervantes had it in the first game, and then Cervantes is like the badass pirate. And yeah, with the, with the two swords. Yeah. And Ivy's dad, Ivy's that 
woman with the whip and the you've seen you've seen Ivy. Those got <laughs> That's coming. Um, and then in the <laughs> and then oh in yeah, the, it's coming, bro. In the first Soul Calibur game, uh, Siegfried takes it and he becomes Nightmare, and then Nightmare kind of ends up becoming his own entity as the game series progresses. So, yeah, the Soul Edge is cool because it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sword. It can change depending on the, the wielder and become their, like, super powerful weapon. And I don't know, I always thought that was a really cool concept that the weapon possesses people. Yeah, it's uh, really unique, especially for a fighting game. Like, there shouldn't be a story for a fighting game, but having um, sets of characters that are, like, either neutral, good or bad, trying to find the Soul Edge and destroy it, wield it, or just hide it from everyone mm. um i know that there's different games that there's six of them seven of them now um they just rebooted it with number six retelling everything yeah and they have a they have like a story mode in that like the libra of souls and you create a custom character and you go through the story and you can either choose if your character is good or bad hunting for the soul edge mm. which is really unique as well yeah i i always liked that like like you were saying, like fighting games, the stories don't really matter that much. There, it's usually like everybody fighting for a common goal. But with this one, it almost felt like the perspectives were it was better. Like it was better than like like I don't know, like Street Fighter Two, where everyone's just trying to become champion. You know, like in this one, everyone had a motivation, and then you'd see the matchups from a different perspective, which I really liked that because it it made the story feel like there was something more to it, like an extra layer to it. I mean, it was still shallow because it's a fighting game story, but it had more depth to it enough so you could see, like, different ways the story could turn out, I guess. And I yep. always liked that. Yeah, it, they had maps and stuff. Like, it was, you had the traditional arcade, you battle through 10 fighters and stuff, and then they had, like, an actual story mode with games. Yeah. Where it's there's like a, just a lot of reading to give you context of what's happening in the world and what character, what's that character. I remember some of the games had, like, Labyrinth mode and stuff, too. Like, the the home console versions were really cool. I actually, uh, spoiler alert, I'm working on a Games We Love on the original Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast version. And this one was really cool because it was one of the first games where the home version was superior to the arcade version. So, on the Dreamcast, the Dreamcast. like, it had upgraded graphics, it had... More, it had Cervantes playable, who wasn't in the arcade version, and added additional modes and stuff. So, yeah, dude, the Dreamcast is so great. I mean, way ahead of its time, and still one of my favorite consoles, period. Like, it's probably my favorite non-Nintendo console. Like, period. Oh, shit, bro. I know, I know. It's funny, because <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, it was like a port machine, essentially. Like, it got all the best arcade ports at the time. And, I mean, most of my favorite games on it are fighters. <laughs> so, like, it, yeah. it, I mean, Soul Calibur, the Marvel vs. Capcom games were fantastic. But then you had, like, weird ones, like like Taxi Driver and stuff. Like A Crazy Taxi? Cra yeah, Taxi Driver, Jesus Christ. Yeah, taxi Crazy Taxi. Okay. The best thing about that was the fact that, like, it had, like, Pizza Hut in it and shit. <laughs> like, like Yeah, life. that's when it was, like, still new with advertisements and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but we could we should do a, a podcast talking about the Dreamcast at some point because, dude, where's our Dreamcast too? 
Oh my god, I'm I'm still waiting for it, dude. I would I would flip out. Same with Keith Apicary. <laughs> if they had the Dreamcast too, and it was just like the Dreamcast again, I'd be like, oh okay, <laughs> like this is great. Still holds up. Dude, we need to play some Soul Caliber, some Soul Edge. Dude, we need to. Dude, my Valdo will hump the shit out of you, bro. <laughs> One thing I just read today, actually, that has to do with that is uh, in North oh, America. Good. One of Valdo's costumes got taken out of the game in North America. He had a bull is... cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> I love Valdo. Oh, I know you, dude. You you mastered Valdo, and it's the weirdest shit because he's just like dude. crawling upside down and humping. <laughs> he's just humping. He's just crawling, and he's like attacked from backwards and forward and everything else. Yeah, dude, he's all over the place. Yeah, Valdo, Astroth, and Yoshibitsu. Yo, shimmy. Shit, dude. My next pick goes without saying it's Samson's arm cannon from Metroid. Ooh, excellent. Yeah, I mean. I talked about Samson in the last <laughs> podcast. Um, Samus, if you don't know Samson, then please listen to the other one. Yeah, other podcast. <laughs> um, the arm cannon is just is a powerhouse. It has missiles and energy beams, a map, and a Metroid detector. It has the power beam, um, wave light, dark Nova beams, dark ice, um, zero lasers. It links with computers and systems to like hack it to open up doors and stuff it does wielding like it welds and melee combat um it also controls samus's gunship and it's a grappling hook it literally can combat anything it's it's ridiculous (laughs) like if i had to hire a bounty hunter to go through space i want to be calling that bitch boba fett i'll be calling (laughs) samson and i love boba fett in comparison i mean if we take their main canon appearances, it's not even fair. Like, she's flicking him. Dude, dude Samus can take on the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and still whoop both their asses. Samus could go into the Mandalorian base where all of those Mandalorians were <laughs> and fuck them all up. She's on a different league. I mean, you just listed off like fucking like 30 things that that goddamn thing can do. Like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it's iconic, too. Like, I would say that it makes Mega Man's look like fucking child's play. I mean... Makes him look like a bitch. And that one that one can absorb, like, other other robot masters and do things. Like, I just think that it's it's dope. Like, And that's, and that's not even including, like, her armor that can put her into a little ball, drop bombs and stuff, either. Like, this is just her cannon on her arm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really dope. And it, it, it's so versatile. I think, that, like, it was, uh, on the Nintendo DS version of Fantasy Star, it was an unlockable weapon. So, it, like, it, it's iconic enough to make appearances in other games. I think it was in Monster Hunter. Yeah, it was on Monster Hunter for the... For the 3DS, yeah. yeah. You, you could be uh, Samus and uh, Zerasu in it. 
Yeah. I think it's cool too. Like I, when I was researching for this, I was looking at like how it works, the, how the arm cannon works because her hand is still there. Like her, she has two hands. It's in there, but like the, she moves her hand for some of the different motions that it does. And that's kind of cool. I should, I should pl go back and play some of the Metroid games again. Oh, dude, I'm ready. Dude, we can do podcasts. If you, if you want to do some Metroid, I'll play some and take notes. Oh, shit. And I'll get some footage. I actually, uh, I, I actually downloaded um, Fusion and Zero Mission on the Wii U. Ooh, damn. I played them as a kid. I don't know where my carts went. I was like, you know what? I don't really want to play these. So I downloaded them on the Wii U for a couple. So yeah. I'm ready. I have them all. Yeah. Yeah, I like, uh, I like that you mentioned it like that can grapple onto things because that was one of my favorite things to see in uh, in the Smash Bros games is when like she can use it as a recovery and like grab the edge the ledge with like the grapple part yeah I thought that, that was, was so cool. cool like knowing that existed in Melee yeah like with the hook shot mm -hmm. mind blowing it, it was crazy it was really crazy yeah Seriously, Metroid deserves more love than it gets too. And oh man, like I kind of want to like throw on Super Metroid or even try out the Primes again. It's been a long time since I played the Prime games. Yeah, it's. I mean, now's the time to do it. Get some footage of it because it's coming out eventually. Yeah, that's true. But then once you start playing it, that's when they'll release the Prime <laughs> trilogy for Switch. Dude, I get know. The HDMI. I'm, I always, I always worry about that. Is like. That always happens. It happened... I think the most recent one was when I, I replayed Twilight Princess, but I had done I had done the GameCube version, and then I did the Wii version, and as soon as I finished the Wii version, the Wii U HD one came out. I was like, Jesus Christ. It always happens. Always happens. That's why I don't replay games anymore. For the main podcast, this is going to be my last pick, but keep in mind, if you go to the Patreon for $2, you will be able to have access to the bonus podcasts where Wyatt and I will pick an additional two. And on the last one, I think we picked an additional three or four or something. So there's bonus podcast I, content on the Patreon for $2 a month. You can get them. They're dope. It's a cup of coffee. Your, your mocha frappe, you know? Get a cup of coffee, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My last pick for the main version of the podcast is kind of a different type of weapon in this game. And this is Cappy from Mario Odyssey. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so I wanted to go That's different a game with changer. this one. Because uh, it's a little bit different than the swords. Yeah, you've been doing swords, fire, and we'll smash. Here you go, bro. <laughs> I went hard on the swords <laughs> this time. I know. You can tell what I like. <laughs> but uh, so I, I really liked Mario Odyssey. And... I liked Cappy for a number of reasons. Like Cappy wasn't an annoying assist character. Like I actually really liked Cappy as a character and it was cool because you could use it to hit certain enemies, but you could also use it to take over certain enemies. So I really liked the, like the possessing Mario like possesses these enemies when Cappy's on them. So you can have Goomba Mario or you can have Bowser Mario or you can have like, 
flinging Mario, whatever those things are that like fling him into the air. So like T-Rex Mario. And then what I also thought was, was cool was how you could use Cappy in the air and get extra jumps. So there's a whole extra level of platforming that you can do in that game where, I mean, you can get across significant distances without even touching the ground just by utilizing your jumps and Cappy, which I thought was really cool and added depth to the game's challenges, like the hidden stuff. Uh, that was really great. I thought it was awesome. It was like a, an extra layer to the platforming. So, Yeah, Cappy, Cappy is a great choice. Uh, I didn't really have to deal with the challenge because I played through Mario Odyssey 2 player with Clib. Oh, there you go. So, so he would be able to control Cappy and, and grab coins as the additional player. So I didn't have to risk jumping off the ledge and trying to do the sick jump to recover back. Oh, you dick. <laughs> um, from, for the base game. And then once I wanted all 999 moons, then I had to play by myself. But Cappy is probably one of the best two-player um, characters in Nintendo. Um in more recent Nintendo. Yeah. Because, like, player t- 2 in, like, Mario Galaxy, he just collected star coins, the star whatever. Yeah. And then there's, like, some other weird, like, player 2 stuff. But, like, Cappy actually was useful once. Which is cool. It's cool for that, two like, players. they designed Cappy to be great with two players and be great with one player. Like, it's, it's nice that they were able to have uh, more depth with him in that regard. Because, like, sounds like you had a completely different experience with the game than I did. And they're both enjoyable, and it's the same character. So that's really cool, because, like, whether you're doing the crazy jumps or you have a, a partner with you, like, that makes it really accessible for younger players, it, it sounds like. So... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I really liked Cappy, and for a weapon, I mean... It was more like a psychological weapon, I guess. So, strays away from the norm... But I liked what he added to the game. It was a it was an example of how like new additions to a series enhanced it instead of changed its core, like some other fucking Switch games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my pitchfork broke again. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, I better fucking cook. Oh, don't even get me started, bro. I don't like dungeons. Imagine if Mario didn't fucking jump in the game. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. No, uh, Cap- Cappy's great. Mario Odyssey was definitely my game of the year of 2017. I thought it was better than Breath of the Wild. I thought it was better than um, Splatoon 2 at the time. Arms. And everything that Nintendo put out, like, Odyssey was the best game that year. It's really weird that... Um, it doesn't get... I mean, I know it was overshadowed by Breath of the Wild wrongfully, in my opinion. Um, but, man, like, it's probably one of my f- favorite Mario games. Like, it might be my favorite 3D Mario game, by far, even. Like, I've really liked 64, but going back to it's really difficult because the camera kind of sucks and it just feels wonky. But... When it comes mm-hmm. to the 3D Mario games, like I really like Odyssey, and yeah, I don't know, like it, it has some some good competition. Like the Sunshine games are good. Uh, Sunshine is good. I, I say it like there's more than one, um, but 
the galaxy games are all right. I, I should maybe go back to them and give them another shot, but like Odyssey felt that's, so That's smooth. where it's going to happen. Yeah. Going back to galaxy, you go back to play them. They'll put out a switch port. Yeah, exactly. See like with Odyssey though, like I remember kind of being worried at first with the reveal trailer of him in new donk city with like the real people. Like I remember being really put off by that at first, and I was worried. It's got some Sonic O six vibes. Yeah, like I, dude, I was like, I really don't like this. Like I'm really weirded out by it. And then when the game came out, and it was only that one world that was like that, and then it had so many really really great worlds and characters that visit the other places and stuff. Like I thought that was really great. I really liked it. It blew my expectations out of the water, and it, for mario platforming i mean it's the smoothest it's ever been by far and and the mario games are always consistently good so yeah it's it's like a back it's like a true sequel to 64 in some aspects sunshine had the gimmicks of modern stuff then galaxy felt like it was you start here yeah there's several different stars but you start on this part go through the level and then you'll reach the end or whatever part that you needed and then that was it so it's like the whole the whole like gravity gimmick too you know like this one has the cappy gimmick but at the same time like the the core mario jumps and movements are like 64 just better like he has the same yeah. jumps if you still do the yo yo <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> oh i know bro real fast triple no. jump <laughs> yeah um yeah i like i like happy and i liked odyssey a lot i thought it was great let's get ourselves odyssey 2 yeah that'd be dope i should probably do a worst to best on the odyssey bosses i haven't done that i thought about it oh shit bro i might do that maybe My gaming's best weapons, my last one, is shells from Mario Kart. Okay. And I say shells because all three are different. And if I had to choose one, I probably would choose um, the green ones over red and the spiny blue ones. Really? Um, well, the green ones, it, it takes it takes more skill. Um, it shoots straight. Sure. And it can bounce off the wall five times before it disappears. Um, I would choose this one over the other two because Mario Kart 64 was just awful in the sense of red shells. When you launch them, they would just hit the wall. Yeah, they. So it did not. It did not matter. And same with the blue shells. If you're in an awkward angle, instead of just like throwing it and just go forward, it would bounce into the wall and then it would just be gone. Mm -hmm. So, like in that game, I think the green shells are the best one. But you got the green shells that just shoot straight and bounce off the walls. Really good for like protecting you when you're in first place. Sure. And then the reds, the homing ones that hits whoever is ahead of you. Or sometimes they go past the person in front of you and they hit the person in front of that person. Yeah. I don't know why. And then the spiny shells hits who's ever in first place, which, you know, kind of sucks when you're in first place and you get hit by it five times and then you come last. But you're in first the entire time. Um, but when you think best weapons, those are the best three weapons in Mario Kart. You got, like, the basic one, like, a powerful 
upgraded one, and then if you're losing, you got like the super powerful. They're the most consistent for sure in in all of them. Yeah, I like that you said that the green shell stands out because it's easy to write that one off because it, it isn't like a homing shell like the other two. But there's nothing more satisfying than when you throw a perfectly placed green shell and it wipes out the person while you're like grinding or something. Like, super satisfying. He trick shot it off the wall. Yeah, yeah. Hits them. Oh my god, that's the best. And they're always consistent. I remember on the Super Nintendo version, in battle mode, you can get a shit ton of them. Like, if you are playing with somebody and you're not trying to kill each other and you want to just mess around, you can get so many green shells all over the stage that if you get all of the yellow question mark blocks, they turn red when you go over them. So you can get every single question mark block and then they'll reset, which is really cool. But you can make it so that there's so many green shells that are bouncing off the walls everywhere that it's just a war zone. And I always thought that that was really cool. You can even shoot them when you're in the pools, too, on the beach stage. So they'll bounce and stay in the pools and just keep bouncing until they hit somebody. And if you leave the pool, they'll stay there for the rest of the game. They don't go away. I thought that was really cool, too. Yeah, those are, yeah the shells are really great. And also talking about shells, because I know someone say something. Double Dash, the Bowser shells are super dope as well. They're like the green shells, but like five times the size. Jesus. I, lo- I love those things. Those things are just pure chaos, especially on Baby Park. Well, um, especially when fucking your Donkey Kong is throwing those giant bananas and then Clabe <laughs> throws one of those giant ass shells. So there's the giant shell and fucking 8,000 little bananas everywhere. And then, of course, I use Toad, so I get the stupid ass fucking golden mushrooms. <laughs> I go fast, bro. Yeah, I can go really fast so I can hit all the debris. <laughs> And then, like, even um, in Smash Brothers, like, these weapons are, are in the game. Like, they're iconic enough and really great that, like, there's the red and green shells. And even now in the Switch, they have ultimate. They have the, the blue shell. Not as great as uh, as they are in Mario Kart in Smash Bros, though. They're kind I of mean, we don't really play as w- with weapons. Yeah. but it, like Other than the first way. game. The, the first game's the only one I'm okay with weapons. Yeah. Great pick because they're they're definitely I mean they're definitely weapons and and I mean even in fucking Mario they're weapons he jumps on the Koopa Troopas and kicks the shell and it kills their friends like yeah or he picks them up and runs with it and then tosses it Jesus slaughtering little turtles (laughs) 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 slaughtering turtles I just got the picture of fucking Mario with Cappy jumping on these fucking turtles. <laughs> so we're at the very end of the base podcast. So for episode two, this is the end of our picks. We both picked five things. But if you have a desire to hear more of our rambling and shit talking, head over to the Teach Hero Patreon for $2. You will get an additional set of podcasts. So every podcast that we do, we go on and we do extra picks. So today, we are going to have two picks each available. So that's four more picks of content that we're going to be talking about. So if you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash hero and you will have access for $2 all of the bonus podcasts that we release in the past and in the future. So keep 
your eyes peeled for those. And listen to them, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to say to the, uh, our loving fans um, if you want to hear me mispronounce things and go on rants about teabagging and Samson's arm cannons Samson. scorpion spear um, definitely support and you'll hear me rant because my next two picks are completely random and you don't want to miss it yeah. Oh, man. I'm hyped, bro. Dude, they're random. I'm hyped. We will see you guys next time on the Hero and Harlow podcast, unless you head over and want to listen to the bonus one. And then we'll see you, hopefully, in just a few minutes. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Remember, if you watch on YouTube, it's also available on Apple Podcasts and on the website, teachhero.com. Go to the podcast section where all of the podcasts that we post are hosted there. So you can download them on Apple podcasts there will be available on youtube and you can find them on the website thank you guys so much for listening you gonna say bye no because <laughs> i'm not done yet <laughs>